At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case Confirming the body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. All right, Charity, what do you have for us today? I have some interesting historical facts. I love interesting things. And you seem to find many, many interesting facts. I enjoy searching for these interesting facts. Bestow them upon us. Here we go. It was said that in the 13th century, Pope Gregory IX wanted to eradicate cats, especially black cats. I don't like this guy already. I was thinking that when I was writing this. People who don't like cats, I don't trust them and I don't like them. Come on, guys. If you have not seen Sophie the Crime Kitty, check our social media and you'll fall in love with her as well. We love Sophie the Crime Kitty. This Pope believed that black cats primarily were evil and directly related to devil worship. This would cause extermination of so many kitties all over Europe. Some have said that because there weren't many cats around during this time, the rat population would grow out of control. As we all know, cats are good for killing mice, rats, etc. The very large rat population would be blamed for helping to spread the bubonic, bubonic, am I saying that right? Bubonic plague. The bubonic plague a few years later. Isn't that very interesting? That is, yes. So Mark, because this Pope was afraid of cats and thought they were evil, he basically caused the bubonic plague. See, that's what people who don't like cats get. (laughs) I don't like you and I don't trust you. That's a good point. Let's move on. Obviously, when people pass away, they're missed by their loved ones, and sometimes people even keep mementos, right? Yes. This was also true in Victorian England, except for the way they would go about remembering their loved ones. You're scaring me here. (laughs) Photography was very new at this time and very expensive, so it wasn't used too often. But it was used by people to take pictures of their loved ones after they died. Yep. This was usually the only time you would have your picture taken. Here's how it went. After you were deceased, your body would be put in an upright sitting position as if you were still alive. Sometimes the dead person's eyes would even be drawn on after the picture was developed to make sure the person seemed more lifelike. I'm sure these mementos were placed on display for all those to see. And they were like pictures. (laughs) 
This is nuts. <laughs> they were pictures. See, that's can- a good question right there. It really makes you wonder because I've seen this at uh, funerals before where people will take their camera and take pictures. And I don't know what I think about that. I, I don't know. think it's something I would ever do. I don't think it's something I would do either, but I do say, however, you need to grieve. And if that's something that you need to do, then I guess do it. But to actually pose the person as if they were still alive is a little strange to me. Yeah, the way they're doing it here is very, very yeah. strange. Because there's been times where my dad had passed away years and years ago. And it's I wish that I had a picture of you know that day just to kind of have, just in case it came to a point where I ever wanted to see it. And I don't, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't know. It's a topic to get into. It certainly is. Here's another. This one would freak me out because I can see how it would be useful. I'm always afraid of my alarm clock not waking me up. Are you afraid of your alarm clock not waking you up? All right, Charity. I'm going to pull back the veil here and I'm going to show you my alarm screen on my phone. I'm going to die if it's the same as mine because wait till you hear what I have to say. There's mine. That's amazing. I have one, two, three, four, five alarm set. 349, 4 a.m., 409, 423, 314. Yep. Mine's exactly the same. I have that many. I actually like to tell people I have OCD of the alarm clock because I do set so many of them to go off. And I do all different ringtones. Do you do different ringtones? I do. So when I was in Detroit, this, that's why they're set for, you know, four something a.m. Right. So I had actually gotten up early and I jumped into the shower and I forgot to mute my phone. Oh, and so these was- kept going off and <gasps> I couldn't hear it because I was in the shower. I think I annoyed half the people inside of Detroit. You're welcome, Detroit. It probably was not the worst sound that city has heard that day. Probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> so before there were alarm clocks, how did people make sure they woke up on time for work? You have me wondering now. There were people called knocker uppers. First of all, the most amazing. I did that once. I <laughs> love it. So the job of the knocker uppers was to actually knock on people's window to wake them up, just as it pretty much says in the name. Dude, that's freaky. Hold on. Some of these knocker uppers would even use objects that would make more noise when knocking on the window. An example would be a tiny hammer. It was said that this stayed popular in some areas all the way until the 1970s. Don't worry, officer. I'm a knocker upper. I'm just here to pound on her window. I wonder how many people will use that after listening to this episode. Oh, probably quite a few. Mark, mouthwash is usually used to make your breath smell fresh and clean, right? Correct. Ever wonder what people did to help prevent stank breath back in the day? Oh my God. I've never thought of this, but you really have my mind going now. Urine, of course. Wait, what? Urine, peepees, you know. That's bad. The ancient Romans would use urine, but it had to be stale urine because the fresh stuff just wasn't good enough. That is so gross. Isn't that weird? Urine does contain ammonia, which is an amazing natural cleaning agent, but I still can't figure out why it had to be stale. Have you ever smelled old pee? Wouldn't it be more effective, nice and fresh? And yes, I have smelled old pee. That is the worst. Yeah. I mean, fresh pee doesn't always smell delightful either, especially if you've eaten asparagus. I can guarantee that fresh pee smells better than old pee any day. True. This mouthwash became so in demand that when trading it, you would be taxed. That is nuts. Right? Isn't that crazy? Now I have two new jobs, a knocker upper and a mouthwash maker. Ew. I think anyone could be a mouthwash maker. I do too. Yeah. Just takes that extra fluid drinking. I drink a lot of soda, so I make them a lot of mouthwash. I think you would. Do you ever wonder where the word hooker came from and why it is a popular name to call the ladies of the night? I have not. I've actually never put any thought into that, but now you get me intrigued. I didn't either, but I'm glad I know now. It originated during the Civil War. 
to keep the morale up with his men. General Joseph Hooker <laughs> would bring prostitutes along on campaigns for the guys to enjoy. This is definitely a different version of a league of their own. That's for sure. <laughs> so his last name was Hooker. So they became hookers. Love it. That's nuts. America's first black postwoman was Mary Fields. Fields was able to find freedom after the Civil War. She would find herself in the Wild West and was said to be feared by many so-called cowboys. How amazing is this? She even gained the nickname Stagecoach Mary. How awesome is that? I do like that nickname. She's like hardcore. Her job as a postwoman would require her to drive nearly 300 miles a day in her stagecoach. Her temper was described to be like a grizzly bear. She often joked <laughs> about how she could knock any man out with a single punch and she could back this claim up. I would not mess with her. Oh, gosh, no. Because she was such a strong force, it was declared by the mayor of Cascade, Montana, that she could drink at the local saloon. She would be the only woman there that was not a prostitute. What a level of respect for this time. Go Mary. I like this chick. She was a bad bitch. I love her. All right, Mary, you are awesome. You're awesome, Mary. In the 1920s, many women worked in the factories. One of the most attractive factory jobs was to work for U.S. Radium Corp. The job was nice and easy. All they had to do was paint watch faces with radium. The radium. Oh, I know this one. Oh, the radium would make the watch faces glow in the dark. The ladies would be known to lick their paintbrushes in between strokes to give the brush a nice sharp point. Harmless, right, Mark? Yeah, except it makes them glow as well. Well, every time they would lick those brushes, they would be ingesting small doses of the radium. These girls were later nicknamed Radium Girls. Before long, horrible things were beginning to happen to these women. Deborah Blum, author of The Poisoner's Handbook, said, There was one woman who went to the dentist to pull a tooth out, and he pulled her entire jaw out when he did it. Oh my God. Can you imagine the horror? Yeah. Their legs broke underneath them and their spines collapsed. Sadly, most of the radium girls would live very short lives, which this, that's a very sad one. That's horrible. They were just working. They thought they had a nice, easy job painting. And I haven't thought about that since fourth grade. Because when you said that, I remember having this exact discussion in my fourth grade history class. This was amazing that you just brought that memory back. Yep. I've never heard of it before. So it was really interesting. What kind of soda? Oh, Mark Mark does like Pepsi. This is an interesting one. He does. He drinks a lot of Pepsi, guys. Diet Pepsi. Diet. Trying to be healthy. Yeah, he drinks Diet Pepsi. Pepsi has always been a very popular soda and a rival to Coke. People either prefer one or the other. So here's a question for you, Mark, since you're a Pepsi guy, right? Well, I like Coke, but Coke's bad when it's uh, warm, so. All right, so you'd be okay if you went to a restaurant and you ordered a Pepsi and they say we only have Coke. Correct. Because I know people who would say, no, I, I want water. Yes, I do know those it's people so funny, as well. Right? I don't like those people. Here's an interesting fact. I guess in the early 90s, Pepsi cut a deal with the Soviet Union. In exchange for soda, Pepsi would be given military equipment. The company owned 17 submarines, a cruiser, a frigate, and a destroyer. They must have been a whole lot of soda involved. That is crazy. Isn't that crazy? I couldn't believe that. What are they doing with this stuff? I have no idea. Pepsi, what did you do with your frigate? Pepsi, could you please contact us and tell us what you did with your frigid? And send me some free Pepsi. And Mark would enjoy some free diet Pepsi. Yes, please. And yes. thank you. We say thank you. Here's an interesting tidbit, as I like to say. U.S. President Andrew Jackson had a parrot, a very fresh-mouthed parrot. Those are the best kind. <laughs> I like it when you go to the pet store and you walk by and, and they it's like, swear. Eh, hey, blanker. <laughs> it's like, I like you. Those things are awesome. During the president's funeral mark in 1845, this naughty little parrot had to be physically removed due to his very loud swearing. I love it. 
Maybe he was just distraught that his dad passed away. Oh my God, this is awesome. Isn't that, that's, aren't these awesome? I wish it was taped to what he was saying. Oh, I know. I wonder what he was, it must've been pretty pretty bad if they took him out. Yes, that's awesome. Can you imagine having your pet thrown out? That's, that, that's something else. This one is delightful. No one likes having a bellyache and this can sometimes be because you're holding in some gas. Correct. Yeah, that's usually the case. Well, Emperor Claudius got wind that a man almost died from holding in his flatulence. <laughs> Do you like what I did there? Yes, I did. I caught you. I'm so glad. For this reason, he made a ruling that tooting would be allowed at all Roman dining tables. That's awesome. How amazing is that? That is awesome. It was like some delicious- I didn't ever need permission, no. though. There was delicious food being eaten and little toots going off while they were. Is there anything better? This is gross, but- I did this. So they lied to us when we were working. They said, all right, so we got to do some stuff here. And then we're just going to travel down to another shop down the road. Right. So I was, like I said, I was in Detroit. Well, the other shop that was down the road was in Indianapolis, Indiana. We had to drive five hours to go to work. So about halfway there, it was probably four in the morning. I let an SBD go just to see what would happen in the car. And it took all of 2.2 seconds till we were pulled over on the side of the interstate. And I was just like, you guys are gross. Who did that? You didn't take the credit for it? Hell no. Oh my God. I thought it was freaking hilarious, but everybody, everybody was pointing the fingers and I was doing the, you supplied it. You denied it. That was, I was just egging it on. You automatically turned into a 12 year old boy again. I did. So guys, if you're listening to this, it was me. (laughs) That's awesome. Love it. I love that that information was just released here. I like the fact that you just said released. Because it was just released there, too. Well, I'm glad that we have all given you a safe place to be able to do that, Mark. Oh, every place is a safe place for me. Have you ever met me, guys? (laughs) Have you ever wondered what the shortest war in history was? No, I've never actually wondered that. This war was between England and Zanzibar. Where? England and Zanzibar. Okay. Sounded like you were saying candy bars. That's I was like, huh. Zanzibar. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And it only lasted 38 minutes. Wow. That's a pretty quick war. That is. Wouldn't they just call that a fight? Yeah. Isn't that a squirmish at that point? I now need to look up what constitutes as a war. I do too. Yeah. Cause 38 minutes doesn't seem like, what, what do I know? True. Do I know what the longest war in history was? Sure. It was between the Netherlands and the Isles of Sicily and lasted from 1651 to 1989. Holy crap. Guys, that's for donk. Get over it. By the time this war was done, you had like 18 generations in between. Talk about holding a grudge. I hold a grudge, so I can't For that much. long? Well, I'm not going to live that long, so. <laughs> well, these, yeah. This grudge was clearly passed on for, through generation to generation to generation. Oh, 100%. Generation. This is Hatfield and McCoy's on steroids. I have one more of these factoids, and it's a good one. Okay. When you're a king, you have people to do almost everything for you, right, Mark? Oh, I would definitely. I would be a bad king because I wouldn't do squat. Have you? Do you remember uh, coming to America? Stop. That was my next sentence. Because I would have like 10 of those shower assistants. Okay. So listen, I did ask the question. I, has anyone seen coming to America? Because I picture something close to that when I tell you what this king requested. In England, King Henry VIII seemed concerned about his backside. Okay. We yeah. all are. Happens he, when you get older. <laughs> He hired four men to monitor all his bowel movements and Ew. even to check his feces. Yeah. <laughs> You're lucky. You should see his face right now. Their job was so important, they would be knighted, of course. I would not want to be knight of the poo. Yeah. Because listen, do you want to know what the names were? I have to know. <laughs> Hold on. I got to get myself together. They were called grooms of the king's stool. <laughs> I love it. That is awesome. <laughs> That's why, this is why I saved that one because I thought it was really, really, really good. That's awesome. See, if I was king, I would have McDonald's on every floor of my castle. I would have Wendy's. It'd just be fast food. That's it. What would you have? I would at first have a whole salon in there and somebody would wash and blow dry my hair every single morning while I drank my coffee. Charity, have you seen my hair? Nobody's washed or blown dry my hair in like three weeks. I know, but it's get cut later. Yes. Peek inside of the uh, velvet closet over here. Charity is chopping my hair off for me once we're done recording this episode. <laughs> so that would be my first thing. I'd like to get pampered on the daily. Eh, I don't care about that. No? Nah, I really don't. Maybe it's more of like somebody with longer hair type things. I don't know. Or yeah, thing. I keep my hair short. Yeah. So Charity, I am super excited to find out what you have brought for today's episode. We're going to talk about a girl named Emily Sagi. Okay. Have you ever heard of the term doppelganger? I do. Yes, I have heard that. According to the dictionary, a doppelganger is an aberration or double of a living person. It's been said that we all have a doppelganger somewhere in the world. Has anyone ever come up to you and said, you look just like my best friend or my cousin, etc.? They probably just know your doppelganger. Yeah, I, I usually get it said to me with like, oh my God, you look just like my friend, except they're cuter. No, they, I swear to God, that has been said to me before. Who would say that to somebody? Lots of mean people. You hurt Mark's feelings. Do you need me to go beat someone up, Mark? If I knew who they were, I would send you their way. Scottish-born author and spiritualist Robert Dale Owen wrote a very interesting book about a doppelganger. This was in 1860. The book is called Footfalls on the Boundary of Another World. This book 
is where the world would first be introduced to a girl named Emily Segui. Emily was a 19th century woman that was tormented her entire life trying to escape her twin. What do you think so far, Mark? Uh, I'm kind of wondering where you're going with this. This was a twin that every other person could see but Emily. Okay. So everyone could see her doppelganger who looked identical to her, her identical twin, except her. Many would report seeing the twin mocking Emily or copying her. This, of course, would cause much fear because all of these people were likely seeing a ghost that looked exactly like Emily. This is freaky. It gets more freaky. Oh, I'm I'm all in now. You got me on the edge of my seat. And I'd like to say, you know, like how your phone gives you suggestions of things? Yes. I'm pretty sure that this is how this popped up because I researched so many interesting, strange goings on <laughs> that I don't know how I found her. But this story is so cool. I have never once done one of those because I'm afraid what it's going to pop up or people are like, oh, use your predictive text. Brr, 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 yeah, brr. Yeah, no. Uh, that ain't happening on my phone. I do lots of weird research for this podcast. <laughs> Me so too. There's no way I'm doing one of those things. Mark, Emily was said to be a very smart and beautiful French woman. Her students seemed to love her and admire her very much. And she was said to be an amazing teacher. At age 32, Emily would be hired to work as a teacher at the boarding school for young ladies. This would be her 19th teaching job. That's right. Her 19th teaching job in a very short period of time. Yeah, that's a lot. This was especially odd since she was such an amazing teacher and seemed to have such a passion for her job. This new school would soon find out why she hadn't been able to hold on to all these other teaching jobs. Emily would arrive for her first day at the boarding school in an early morning of 1845. The very first time Emily's twin would show itself at this new job was during a lessening class with 17 girls. This beautiful teacher would be writing on the board with her back to the girls. At this very moment, a second Emily would just show up out of nowhere. The second Emily would copy the real Emily and almost mock her. It was said that the entire class could see the ghostly form, everyone but Emily. I don't know what I would think about this. Because imagine you're in that class and people are like, oh, this is some comedy routine going on here. Right? She has got a twin. That's what you'd think. Yeah, she's putting us over. Yeah, I mean, what else would you think? After that first appearance, the doppelganger was seen often by many others at the school. The form would be seen sitting next to Emily as she ate lunch. Again, it would mimic her every move, eating right along with her. Can you imagine? No, she has to be putting something on here. This is funny. Emily, number two, would also be seen frequently just sitting in the classroom while the real Emily taught. Can you imagine just walking by a classroom and seeing two of the same people knowing one isn't real? Like, talk about creepy. Yeah, that is creepy. So creepy. It was reported that the young teacher was helping a little girl dress up for a school event. The little girl was startled when she suddenly saw two Emilys helping her fix her dress. This little girl was left terrified. Yeah. The next sighting would be one of the most talked about, probably because it was witnessed by so many. A class full of 42 girls learning sewing would be visited by Emily number two. The sewing teacher had to leave the room for a bit. And when she left, Emily would walk in and sit down at the teacher's desk. None of the girls thought anything of this as they all knew the real Emily until one of the girls pointed to the garden outside where Emily number one Oh my God. Was gardening at the same time. I would be out of there. Right? All the girls were freaked out, obviously, but a few of them were brave enough to walk up and touch the entity. Ah, uh, yeah, no, I'd be gone. <laughs> well, wait a minute. They don't know which one is the real Emily, though. Is the real one the one in the garden or the one in the classroom? I think that's why they went up and touched her. This is nuts. Right. They said their hand got very cold and could pass right through the body, revealing the only thing they could feel 
felt like cobwebs. Ew. Right? So they must have just been feeling like the matter of like, if you believe in ghostly forms, they say this. This is awesome. Right? Poor Emily had been cursed by this ghost for so long. It was completely out of her control when it would show up. This was clearly the reason she was let go from all of her 18 previous jobs. All who witnessed this twin became petrified and didn't want to be anywhere near it. Because of superstitions and dark stories down through the generations, parents began complaining to the school. They even started taking the children out of the school. So they were removing their kids because they, they said to themselves, this is not okay. You have to put yourself in their shoes, though. Well, and this, too, remember, this was the 19th century. Yeah. And there was all of these superstitions. I mean, there's still always been superstitions, but that's all you had back then was superstitions. Yeah, we didn't have the internet to debunk things. There was no Snopes in the 19th century. Exactly. I kind of can't imagine, though, parents would act any different in present day times. No. Except there'd probably be a cell phone video of the ghost that would go viral and be analyzed and investigated by it. Who knows if people. the camera would even be able to catch it? Oh, that's right. This is freaky. I know. Isn't this a good one? This is. The principal had no choice but to let Emily go, making it known that it had nothing to do with her teaching abilities and only to do with the scary supernatural occurrences. Emily, it's not you. It's your ghost. <laughs> Promise oh. you it's not you. Can you imagine hearing that? Uh, no. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, once the sit down happened, I'm sure Emily was like, all right, I know. Like, I've been through this 18 times. Emily, we got to talk to you. We like you. We don't like your ghost. We need you to leave your ghost at home. Please. <laughs> um, I want to know what that conversation was. Oh, I yeah, really me too. Moving forward, Emily would continue to be unemployed. She would meet a Russian expert in parapsychological sciences. These are the studies of paranormal and superhuman events, including hauntings, near-death experiences, alien abductions, etc. Aliens are the one thing that just freak me out. Do they really? Aliens scare me, yeah. We have to talk about aliens on I this. I know we have to, but they do scare me. Well, we don't have to make it scary. We can just make it interesting. It's all interesting when Mark gets scared. I have to stop you real quick. What movie, like in that whole supernatural realm, what one gets you? Signs. I've never seen that sign. That movie. We're watching Signs together. Mine is White Noise. What is that about? That is when his wife dies and he's taught about EVPs and recording white noise. And then you can decipher what spirits say. And that's all I'll say other than it is freaky and everybody needs to watch it. Okay. I also enjoyed The Ring. Never seen that one either. Oh, there's some good jump scares in that. And the... And I'm not a jump scare guy. I'm not either, but it's the things that I don't want to say much because I'd want. i like you to see that. I will uh, read it on Wikipedia and I'll let you know if I'll watch it. <laughs> okay. That's how I watch my scary movies. <laughs> Try as he may to figure out why this was happening to Emily... The expert couldn't find anything to explain why this twin was appearing. Poor Emily. I feel bad for her. I feel really bad too. In 1850, Emily would mysteriously disappear without a trace. Poof. She was gone. Huh. The same year, there was a rich Russian aristocrat found dead in his castle. Hmm. The aristocrat had hired Emily to be his companion. I'm sure she took this job because she couldn't find work as a teacher and needed the money, right? I mean, what are you going to do? You that is to, crazy. You have to say, if you hire me, my twin's going to be with me. Not all the time. She just shows up. I mean. She's very rude. Not to take this to a weird spot. Imagine this interview. He, not only do you get me, you get my twin. But she's a ghost. No, leave that part out. <laughs> you got to sell this guy on, you get two of me. And you have to pay double. Ah, not even double. It's just at that point, it's just, hey, you get two of me. 
We don't tell them they are ghosts. That is freaky. It is freaky. I need to do some side research on this one. This is nuts. <laughs> After his body was found, witnesses would say that they saw Emily leaving his castle. Ooh, did she do something to him? I don't know. Or was it the ghost? Hold on. Others said that it couldn't have been her because they saw her at the same time in St. Petersburg. And this was 250 miles away from the aristocrat's castle. I just love that I keep saying aristocrat's castle. I figured you would. I, I know the kind of words that make you happy. And that was definitely one of them. I feel like kind of grown up when I say that because it's old timey. Mine was duty. When we were talking, I was trying to see how many times I could say, you know, duty before you commented on it. And I got to like seven of them before you were like, are you doing that on purpose? I think we put that in yeah. some out, outtakes on one of our episode ones. We did. That's awesome. Mark, I wonder which of these Emily's was the real one and which was the apparition. You make me wonder too. Yeah. While this is an amazing, interesting story of the supernatural, we do need to keep in mind that Robert Dale Owen's book is the only account of this story, even though he explains that it was passed down by very reliable sources. However, there is documentation proving there was a Sagi family that lived in Dijon around the time of Emily's birth. What do you guys think? I got to find out more info on this. This is crazy. Right? You never cease to amaze me with the, the obscure, fun cases that you find for us. This was a gem. This was. This was a diamond in the rough for sure. If it is true, I do feel bad for her, though. That's a tortured life. Oh, I agree. I think if it wasn't true, this is one heck of a put on for sure. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode. And make sure you have a good day. Bye, guys. See ya. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. 
like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.